Abundant blessings. This is Wynell Freeman, and welcome to my podcast. It's morning all day long. It's never too late for a fresh start. It's morning all day long. Let's talk. Pre-sunlight encounters are the dark rooms required for faith development. These experiences bring the challenges that we must face to prove if we are ready for what the fullness of the day will reveal. Matthew chapter 14 paints a great picture of this. Let's look at the story. Jesus had just performed the great miracle of feeding the multitude with five loaves and two fish. As he dismissed the crowd, he instructed his disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Yes, to go without him. One version says he made them go while he himself went to the mountainside alone to pray. Later on that night, the boat was a considerable distance from the land, and the disciples found themselves in the midst of a storm. Their boat was being buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. The very wind that was supposed to drive the ship to its destination became an adversarial force. Yep, Jesus sent them into a storm. He knew the opposition that they would meet. So why would he do this? Because there was something for them to learn. There were times when Jesus used their boats as a pulpit, but this time he would use it as a classroom. Shortly before dawn, Jesus walks on the lake toward them. And Mark 648, that account says, and he would have passed them by. What got his attention? I believe that the master sensed that somebody on the boat had faith to do something different. When they saw him, the story goes on to say, they were afraid, declaring that what they were seeing was a ghost. Storms often affect our expectation. I contend that they were not expecting him. (laughs) There are times in life that we just do not expect God to show up. Because we assume if he loved me at all, this wouldn't even be happening. Then, too often, we equate the goodness of God with everything going well. And when things go awry, we don't anticipate him at all. Because, again, we have to find God is good or God is with us as things being just fine. 
Oh, how wrong we are to assume such. It is at the times when things are the most dark that he becomes our light. It's when we're most sad that we can expect him to show up as the glory and the lifter of our heads. It's in sorrow that he shows himself to us as our joy. It is at the time of exhausted provision that he proves himself Jireh, the God of more than enough, he who provides what man cannot. It's during the valley experiences that he reminds us that he is the Lord, our shepherd. And in times of war, he shows himself as our undefeated champion. Also, storms affect our vision. In a storm, it's usually dark. So this hampers our visibility, our ability to see in the distance. Storms also affect our cognition. They thought he was a ghost. Well, how could they not recognize him? They've been with him. This is their teacher. They just parted a few hours prior. But when things are going crazy, our recognition, the ability to identify someone from previous encounters is not always fully intact. Storms, these violent disturbances in our atmosphere that upset our balance and leave us without coordination. These things that come to blow us off course. These intense storms, they can even cause us to unknow what we've known. So the disciples, by now, they had to be at wit's end. Remember, Jesus doesn't show up until the fourth watch was which is between 3 and 6 a.m. They are most likely exhausted, having fought to stay above water all night long. He comes to them again, 3 a.m., the fourth watch. It's the time when a new day is dawning. This watch is often called the eyelid of the morning. <laughs> the part of the eye, the muscle that opens the eye. He comes to them when it's time for them to see things a little differently. Remember our opening statement, pre-sunlight encounters are the dark rooms required for faith development. When Jesus shows up, he speaks immediately. He identifies himself and he says, it is I. Don't be afraid. In other words, I am. I'm here. Your power source is here. Peter is the only one on the boat that replies. And he says, Lord, if it's you, call me to come. Wait a minute. If it's you, even after Jesus identifies himself, Peter is still in doubt. If it is you, bid me to come. Jesus replies simply, come. That's the call to you today. Come, it's time for something new. Come, it's time to do something you haven't done before. Come, do something that will defy the odds. Come, this is the perfect timing for it. It's dark, but it's still morning. It's time for a fresh start. It's time to do something you've never done so you can experience a result that you've never had. Often these calls to come take place in the midst of turbulent times. 
So Peter gets out of the boat and he starts walking on water toward Jesus. Notice this. The storm didn't stop while Peter walked. The last time they experienced Jesus in the midst of a storm, he was on the boat with them. And he told the seas, the winds, and the waves to behave. This time, Jesus never calmed the storm. He just said to Peter, walk in it. You too can walk in the midst of the storm. You do not have to be immobile. Jesus was saying to Peter, I believe in essence, I want to show you that you can follow my pattern and keep moving in the storm. But when he saw the wind, fear caused him to begin to sink and he cries out for help. Hold on again. When he saw the wind, you can't see the wind, but you can feel it. What happened was Peter recognized the wind, but he didn't recognize Jesus in the storm. He recognized the wind because he was a fisherman. He knew what the wind was capable of doing. He knew the magnitude of the power of the wind. So he distinguished the wind by his sight and his other senses. What was he doing? Walking by sight and not by faith. Sometimes like Peter, it seems that we believe more in the power of our circumstances than we do in the power of our God. Seeing the trouble instead of hearing the voice and following the instruction of the voice will cause us to begin to sink. Peter, it's the same wind as when you started walking. Nothing has changed. But his focus, his focus, his focus. Pre-dawn encounters require focus at a time when it's difficult to see. There comes a time in the storm that we cannot succumb to what we have known or what we are currently looking at. We just have to keep moving toward the voice that has bid us to come. Jesus saves him with his right hand and he says to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When you look at that term, of little faith in the Greek, it means you who were dull to hearing the Lord's voice. I believe Jesus was saying to him, it's okay that you didn't recognize my form, but why didn't you recognize my voice when I said I am here and then I told you to come? My voice should have settled the issues of what you perceived about the wind and you could have continued to walk in the storm. But Jesus, being merciful and kind, takes Peter by the hand. When we look at the word hand, it's the instrument that a person uses to accomplish a purpose, an intent, or a plan. I believe Jesus taking Peter by the hand was letting him know in that dark, stormy situation that a new day was within reach. It was within his grasp. It was inside the distance that he could stretch and make it happen. It was within his capacity to attain and achieve what needed to be done, even though 
he missed it a bit in walking on the water. When Jesus and Peter got in the boat, those who were on the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. So come on, it's morning. Don't be afraid of the dark. There's a voice calling you in the midst of the storm. Walk toward the calm. Talk soon. Fresh start anytime.